Hello again, and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial, and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you are very welcome. Today, I have a prophetic message from the Lord. It does not relate to the previous prophecy about the sky and the shape of the earth. The prophecy from the Lord today is a very grave message that I have been receiving from the Lord. I first heard about these things from the Lord in 2014, and at that time, it was a, a very powerful yet amazing message because at that time, I was thinking, Lord, who am I really to be hearing these people, these names that you are speaking of and speaking of with so much strength, so much frustration and anger. Today, the prophetic word is something that I've alluded to in messages for at least a year and a half now, and it is concerning false leadership in the church of Jesus Christ. It is concerning false prophecy. It is concerning people who feed not only leaven, but as the Lord sometimes refers to it, broken glass that cut the teeth, throat, and tongue of the sheep of Jesus Christ. The prophecy also carries very strong and harsh overtones against the sheep of Jesus Christ themselves. For the Lord says that the people who call his name and claim that they are his love false prophecy. They chase after it and they hate the true prophets who bring them the word of God that is actually meant to chastise, sharpen them, and lead them away from the cliff edge. Today's word, I will just say that the Lord went ahead and released his own word. The first part of this prophecy I received on January the 5th, 2021, and I never printed it on the blog. I only mentioned it now and then in videos, but I never brought it out. This morning, the Lord woke me up at 6 a.m. and said to me, read Jeremiah 23. And as I was reading it, this word began to come up like lava, as if it was forcing itself up through the cracks of my soul. It's a very long word. This prophecy is rich with scripture and the study of scripture. And so I am going to take my time with this video so that I do not leave anything out. I am going to speak clearly and concisely, and all that I ask is that the listeners will listen first before asking me anything. These words are from the Lord. You have a question in your heart, you have a fear on your heart, you hear a name that you love, go to the Lord and speak to him about it. I am here to perform a task, and I'm going to do my absolute best within the great grace that God always shows me to complete it. Today's word is called the burying of Tophet. It, it concerns false prophecy, idolatry, and the church of Jesus Christ. The burying of Tophet, June 26, 2022. The banner scripture is this. Yes, declares the Lord, I am against the prophets who wag their own tongues and proclaim. The Lord declares it. Indeed, declares the Lord, I am against those who prophesy false dreams and retell them to lead my people astray with their reckless lies. It was not I who sent them or commanded them, and they are of no benefit at all to these people, declares the Lord. Jeremiah 23, 31 to 32. So as I said, this was a very strong and relentless word from the Lord 
a prophecy that stretches all the way from 2014 and the branches are reaching here now to 2022. So I'm not going to hold back anything about this. Everything that God said and showed, Lord, help my mouth to speak because the Lord has been mocked for long enough. False prophecy is not only a travesty to those who carry the true word of God, but it is a mockery of God. The spirit of prophecy is the Lord Jesus Christ. So when you pick up without receiving anything from the Lord and begin to declare false dreams that come to you through divination, that come to you through witchcraft, that come to you through craft, that come through to you through Satanism, occultism, um, it is not as innocent as the church always does, because this is the habit of the church, to greatly pump up false prophets, to greatly love them, because as the Lord says, they speak soothing words, but the words don't benefit the church. What does that mean? The church remains blind asleep and a sitting duck. The church remains largely unprepared for the realities that are coming to us in the years ahead. Because the church wants soft words and to be cuddled, what happens is that the church is like a sheep with its neck exposed to the wolves that are coming. And the Lord says that he has no tolerance for that anymore. False prophecy is dangerous, but the people who are deceived by false prophecy greatly make excuses for it, such as saying, we're all human. The foolishness and the lack of understanding in this statement is very gross, and yet people don't see it. If you say that we're all human, are you saying that a human is prophesying to you? If so, how is that prophecy? Since prophecy is the literal voice of the Lord Jesus Christ, speaking to, exhorting, warning, and sometimes comforting his church. If people lie to you, and then the lies are exposed, and you make excuses for it by saying, we're all human, doesn't that prove that deep in your heart, you know that the person is a liar in the first place, but you choose to camp there because it suits the matching lie in your own heart. So this word is going to cover Jeremiah 7, Jeremiah 23, and especially verses 9 to 40, we're also going to look briefly at Isaiah chapter 30. So the word of the Lord starts here. This is the word of the Lord. Behold, I am against the false prophets who prophesy falsely in my name. The time has come for judgment. I can no longer bear or tolerate those who raise up false images of hope on my behalf, who say, thus saith the Lord, when I have not spoken. Therefore, there will be across the world, from coast to coast, in every land where there is false prophecy, false apostles, false leadership in the church of Jesus Christ, a wave of death to deceivers. Please understand that I'm not speaking of spiritual death here. I'm speaking about the kind where they put you in a box and your family doesn't get to have access to you anymore. Before I continue, I will go to the basic scripture that the Lord has given me for this word. And it is in Jeremiah chapter 23. And it is a very long prophecy, but I will start basically paraphrasing. So if you have your Bible, what I'm reading is not the exact print that is in my Bible. Paraphrasing will greatly save us time on this video, but I am not going to compromise the ethics of the word of God. It is simply for clarity because people are at different levels in their understanding of the word of God, but there must be a central point where people understand what God is saying about this issue. 
This is Jeremiah speaking, and he says, My heart is broken in me because of these prophets until my bones are shaking. I'm like a drunken man. I'm like a man who wine has overcome him because of the Lord. This is because of how angry God is when he's talking to Jeremiah about this matter. And because of his words, it means because of the heaviness of the words that God has given to Jeremiah concerning false prophets. The land is full of adulterers, and because of this curse, the land is in mourning, and even the pleasant places that we have in our wildernesses are dried up. The course of the people, their life is evil, and their might, meaning their strength and their power, is not right. For both the prophet and the priest are profane. Yes, in my house, I have found their wickedness, says the Lord. Therefore, their ways shall be to them like slippery ways. This means they will start to fall down. In the darkness, they shall be driven on and fall in them. This means that they will start to fall down, even if they are hiding their deeds in darkness. For I will bring disaster on them the year of their punishment, says the Lord. I have seen folly in these prophets. They prophesy by Baal, and they cause my people to err. Baal is sometimes subjective to, and you can also just simply translate that as Satan. Baal was the powerhouse demonic god in those days. They prophesy by Baal, and they cause my people to err. Also, I have seen a horrible trait in these prophets. They commit adultery, and they walk in lies, and they greatly strengthen the hands of people who do evil, so that no one is turned back from his wickedness. So God is saying here that the way of the false prophets, the things they say and the way they speak tends to make wicked people feel very good. Now, everybody thinks, oh, no, this must be the big fat sinners out there. But no, the wicked people that God is talking about here are actually his church that are in sin. But because the prophecy that they're listening to does not confront them, they feel very good. They don't hear about their sins, so they don't think anything is wrong with them. And so God says that the hands of people who are actually doing evil become strengthened the longer they sit in front of false prophecy, and that nobody thinks of turning back from the wickedness that he is doing. All of them, the listeners and the false prophets, are like Sodom to me. Their inhabitants are like Gomorrah. So this is what God says now. Concerning the prophets, I will feed them with wormwood, and I will make them drink the water of gall. For from the prophets, profaneness has gone out into all the land. Wormwood is a very bitter substance, but in the Bible, it usually is talking about a harsh and painful and bitter judgment that is almost impossible to bear. God says that profaneness has gone throughout all the land because of false prophets. Profaneness is not only when you take something that is holy and pure, spit on it, defile it, throw it on the ground and trample it on your, under your feet, pick it up and then smear it with substances of waste from the backside, but you make it useless for the purpose intended. This graphic description is what God is saying false prophecy does to the true office and function of real prophecy. 
Thus says the Lord, do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you. They make you worthless. They speak a vision from their own heart and not from the mouth of the Lord. They continuously say to those who hate me, the Lord says that you will have peace. And to everyone who is walking, following the rulership of his own heart, they say, no evil will happen to you. But who has stood in the counsel of the Lord? And who has really seen and heard his word? Who has marked his word and heard it? And now a wind of fury comes out from the Lord, a violent whirlwind that will fall violently on the head of the wicked. The Lord will not turn his anger back until he has performed and executed every thought against them that is in his heart. And in these last days, you will understand this perfectly. I didn't send these prophets, but they went out and they ran. I did not speak to them, yet they prophesied. But if they had really stood in my counsel, meaning that if they were really hearing from me, and if they had really caused my people to hear my words, meaning if they were really bringing out true prophetic truth to the people, then they would have been able to turn the people from their evil ways and from the evil of their doings. Am I a God that is nearby and, I'm, and I am not a God that is far off? And can anyone hide himself in secret places so that I will not see him? Do I not fill heaven and earth? I've heard what these prophets are saying who prophesy lies in my name and say, I have dreamed, I've dreamed a dream. How long will this continue in the heart of the prophets that speak lies? For indeed, they are deceivers who speak out of their own hearts. And they try to make my people forget me by these false dreams that each of them tell their neighbors, just as my people's fathers forgot me to follow Baal. If a true prophet has a dream, let him tell the dream. And he who has my word, let him speak my word faithfully. For what is chaff to wheat? Meaning how can you possibly compare the true prophetic word of God to the false word and not know the difference? It is as plain as true wheat to the wheat dust that blows away. Isn't my word like a fire? And won't my word be like a hammer that will break the rock in pieces? Therefore, watch, I'm against these prophets, for they steal my words, each one from his neighbor. And I've spoken about that on this channel, that people will come here and see the true word of God that is being given to me, and then take it and pluck it like a ripe fruit, as if God spoke directly to them, and take it to their channels and twist it just enough to make it look different and then say that, see, the Lord has spoken to me without thought of the danger that this carries. I'm against the prophets who use their tongues and say, God says. I'm against the prophets who prophesy false dreams and then go out and tell them and cause great error in my people by lies and recklessness. I did not send them, I did not command them, and therefore they do not profit these people at all. 
And so these people constantly come to the priests and the prophets and they say, well, what is the oracle of the Lord? What oracle say I, the Lord? I'm going to forsake you. As for the prophet and the priests who say the word of the Lord, I will punish that man and his house. Then every one of you will say to his neighbor and everyone will say to his brother, what did the Lord say and what has the Lord spoken? But you will not receive the oracle of the Lord anymore. Instead, what any man wants to say will become his oracle. Every man's own word will be his oracle. For you have perverted the words of the living God, the Lord of hosts, our God. Therefore, you will say to the prophet, has God answered you? Has God told you anything? This basically means that God is going to silence prophets. And this is something that God has been telling me that because his word is wasted when he speaks to people, even the true prophets, the Lord says he will begin to take away prophecy from real prophets. So you will find that even those that you love to go and listen to who truly carry the word of the Lord, it will start to be a very long time before you hear those people speaking because God is saying that he is going to cause a famine of the true word of God. He is basically going to make people starve for true prophecy and leave them only the filth until he destroys the filth. And then there will be no word. And because of that, people will start to live just like they did in the book of Judges, following whatever their hearts tells them sounds holy and righteous, and it sounds like prophecy. Each man is going to become his own perverted prophecy, his own perverted prophet. And I'm sure you don't need me to explain where people end up when the land is in that condition. This word is for every nation, every country. This is not a USA word. The Lord said that this word is for everywhere the church of Jesus Christ exists. He says, behold, you will not be able to say the oracle of the Lord, and I, even I, will utterly forget you and forsake you and the cities that I gave you and your fathers and I will cast you out of my presence and I will bring an everlasting reproach on you. A reproach is a sharp rebuke that is publicly made that everybody sees and knows about. And he says, I will bring perpetual shame on you that will never be forgotten. And so I continue now with the prophecy. These are the names of the people that God says, false apostles, false prophets, false leadership in the church of Christ, and a wave of death is coming to them. This is by no means the only names. As the Lord was speaking to me, these names came simply because the words were able to come up in my spirit. But there was a sense that there is an overwhelming multitude of people who lie and say that they are prophets. They lie and they work with familiar spirits. They work with psychic power. They work with astral projection power. They work with magic on many different forms. Christians do not even know or believe that magic exists. And yet people have built up entire churches and entire ministries 
online here on YouTube, many different parts of social media, and even in freestanding churches, built churches, where the man and his wife are witches, warlocks, and this other word called mage, a mage, a high-ranking magician. And people are sitting spellbound in front of those channels, spellbound in those ministries, thinking that they're receiving the word of the Lord. But as I will describe, God has given me very clear pictures and very clear words to describe what is, happened to the, what is happening to the souls of the many bunny rabbits that are snared in traps, entranced before cobras that are simply waiting for the right time to take even your life from you. The names are Alf Lakau, TB Joshua, TD Jakes, Joyce Meyer, Creflo Dollar, Benny Hinn, Frederick Price, Marilyn Hickey, and a person that he simply gave as Bushiri. I went online to Google this and then it, the man's full name is Shepherd Bushiri. This list is in no way exhaustive. And also two people on this list are dead. One of them is TB Joshua and the other one is Frederick Price. The man Frederick Price is listed on the internet as someone who was part of this word that the Lord pressed upon my heart, word of faith. And the woman named also Marilyn Hickey is also part of this thing called word of faith. And now I will just go to the scripture for those of you who are wondering why God would name people who have already passed on. Why would God name a dead person if the person is already dead and they finished their earthly course? What is the point of mentioning them? We go to Jeremiah chapter 8. People of God, you need to understand that God is not the toy that you have been taught. In whatever country you live in, you have been given 9.999% of the time out of 10, a highly corrupted and false understanding and little to no teaching of who God is. The churches do not teach the reverence of God. They do not teach the full nature of God. They teach God as this neutered house cat that would never do anyone any harm. But I'm here to let you know that God is not something to play with. As he said of himself in this prophecy, when I am done, they will understand why it is said of me, for our God is a consuming fire. You do not play with someone who one of his names is called the fear of Israel. You need to ask yourself, what exactly is it about this person that earned him the name, the one who Israel feared? For Israel was not a foolish people then or now. So why did they give him this name? The holy fear of Israel. There is no fear of God in this generation. God speaks and people listen and think, do, do, I, do I want to hear this? Is this true? I don't feel that this is true. People have the understanding, the erroneous understanding in these modern times that God exists for them to critique. Yet in Israel, God had no problem opening the ground and swallowing up a man, his wife, their kids, their dog and cat, their donkey's tent, everything that they owned and also their extended family. In fact, in Israel, when God called people forward to judge them, the rest of the camp drew back because they had no idea how those people were going to exit this life. 
But modern Christianity, American-made Christianity that has been exported around the world, has told people that God is this harmless person called Father that they can interact with however they're feeling in the moment. God will dig you up from your grave and shame you. So wherever you're watching this video, be very careful and understanding of the one that we call Yah. Jeremiah 8, at that time, says the Lord, they will bring out the bones of Judah's kings and the bones of Judah's princes, the bones of their priests, the bones of their prophets, and the bones of everyone who lived in Jerusalem out of their graves. They will spread them before the sun and the moon and the host of heaven, for that is what they loved. And that is what they have served. And that is what they have walked after. That is what they have sought. And that is what they have worshiped. These bones will not be gathered or buried. They will lie like refuse or trash on the face of the earth. God is basically saying that even when you die in sin, even when you die having corrupted the gospel, even when you die having done things, he will see to it that history will dig up your bones and name you for what you are. So two of this list have passed away, but the rest, some of them American and some of them African, have not. This part of the prophecy is called word of faith. There's a multitude of false shepherds in every place. My eye has seen them and I will judge them. They overflow the church until the body of Christ is corrupted, leading people astray to doctrines of demons that tell them that all they have to do if they want anything is claim it and it'll be theirs. The scriptures that they abuse in this way is John 14, 14. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And John 16, 24, ask therefore that your joy may be full. You don't need anything more, no faith, no real relationship with me, no confidence, no endurance or quiet trust. All you need to do is speak the word, claim it. And like a genie from a lamp, I will appear to do it for you. They lead my people astray and they promise them lies in my name. But wherever they are, death is coming to their congregations. And this is the end of the matter. So from what I can find out, just brief reading online, Word of Faith is basically something akin to this other famous book they had a few years ago called The Secret. If you want anything, you just hold that thing in your heart and you just say, you know, God says, if I ask anything in, in Jesus' name, he will do it for me. So I'm just going to ask for anything. It doesn't matter if I actually have the requisite maturity to handle this thing. So I'm 22 years old. I'm living a, a sexually immoral life. But you know what? I'm just going to ask for marriage because I don't need to repent and I don't need to be actually walking in righteousness so that I can show to the Lord that I honor him first and I honor my vessel. And then in that posture, I will ask anything that I desire, as the scripture says, and the Lord will be pleased to do it for me. Because now I'm acting like a mature child who understands that as I'm walking in righteousness before the Lord, of course, John 16, 24 applies. Of course, of course, God is a father who can see my life and therefore wants for my joy to be full. 
But in these churches that are word of faith, people are just told, visualize it, think about it. It's yours. It's your basic inheritance as a child of God. Go on and just pray hard. Use your prayer as a blunt force hammer to hit the walls until that thing falls. And God says, they see me as a genie that will jump out of the lamp and do it for them. But this is lies in my name. The next part of the prophecy is called the compromised musicians. Various music stars are going to die. Those who do gospel but are secretly in the Freemason and Illuminati world. I'm not talking about secular musicians. I'm talking about people who say that they are born-again Christian artists, yet the Lord says that they are in the Freemason and Illuminati world. They are not servants of God. They've taken vows to serve the devil. They are pretenders, and they do not worship Jesus They have erred in departing from the ever-living God. They have served darkness and led my people into profaneness and what does not profit them. My people are deceived and cannot even tell what spirit is upon these false worshipers of Baal. But I will bring them discernment. When they fall among the fallen, my people will realize what it means to hear it said of me. Our God is a consuming fire. And that is Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 29. So here God is saying that there are people in the gospel music industry, people who are putting out music, people who have a very strong globally loved and internationally followed gospel gospel presentation in the world. They profess Jesus Christ. They say they love Jesus Christ. And yet the Lord says that these people are in the satanic world of Freemason and Freemasonry and the Illuminati. They're not serving him. He says that they've taken vows, which means that they have actually taken covenants. I think the common term that people throw around in the young people group is, is signed contracts or whatever. And he says they've taken vow to serve Satan and therefore they are now in a pretentious life where the outward self is perishing and the inward self is thriving in a religion because it is a religion to serve Satan. Here in America, this is a registered, recognized religion. So to those of you who live in other countries where at least the Satanists have the shame to hide and do what they do at night, in America, it's a fully acknowledged, legally represented Satanists are able to go to court and fight for their rights just like everybody else. That's how far along we've gone for the foreigners who are watching this. So he says that they're pretenders. So outside they're perishing because they are not, they are not Christians. They are a false vessel that is empty. They have a form of godliness, but they carry no power that comes from God. They are not worshipers of Jesus. He says they have totally departed from the ever-living God. And God did not give me any names, but the feeling I had is that this is across the board. So it's the men, it's the women. And one of the people that I had a feeling of is this very tall, dark young man who is a very famous rapper. He's he's tall and and dark-skinned, and he has a huge following. And what the Lord was laying on my heart concerning that man is, if he is not careful, he will definitely be one of these who will lose their lives. So there are some of them that are already judged and will lose their lives. The Lord says, children of wrath, your time has come and I will not hold back judgment for everyone who sins will bear the mark of sin. What is the mark of sin? It's Ezekiel chapter 18 and the last part of verse 20 that simply says, the soul that sins shall die. 
There will be a burying after the manner of Tophet. Bring forth the word of the Lord. For they disdain me. To disdain someone means to look down on them, to mock them, and to think nothing of them. For they disdain me and they think I do not see. They think I'm blind to their ways or to the harm that they cause my body. They inflict great spiritual wounds on my body that cause demonic spirits to descend and consume my people who themselves are blind and stubborn. People who love lies and falsehood. People who refuse to repent of their sorcery of loving false gods, idols, and false prophecy but the veil will be taken away. So before I read the word of Tophet, I will just say here from Isaiah chapter 30, verses nine to 14, that for God to say that his church looks down on him is a very strong accusation. I said that I'm not missing one inch or piece of this prophecy, I will cover it all. When the Lord brings an accusation that the people who name themselves after God are actually people who look down on him, what God is saying is that the habitual stance of the so-called Christian church is to say with the mouth, we follow Jesus, but with the heart to follow whatever feels good in the moment. Whatever is trending, whatever makes the Christian church feels good, they jump around, they use the smoke machines, or they get together and just say, oh brother, the spirit was just flowing, and is never thought as to which spirit, whose spirit was, was flowing. In Christianity today, it is very hard to find a place where the level of discernment of the collective body is strong enough to even know when demonic spirits are among them. Demonic spirits greatly mimic the feelings of care, love, and warmth that we feel when the presence of the Holy Spirit is strong and active in our midst. The difference is that when the spirit is active in our midst, the other workings of power that show that the spirit is of God, which is usually acknowledgement of sin. So if you ever see these videos with these street preachers who are actually the real deal, who when they preach, people get so offended and angry, and that's not fleshly reaction. That is the reaction of the demons living in those people reacting to the word of power coming forth. And then after that, if, if the people linger long enough, because many times the demon becomes so reactive, it causes anger in the people and they walk away. They walk away and they miss the opportunity that would cause their souls to do what God says he wants to do. Cause these people to mend their evil ways. If people linger long enough near the true word of God, they become cut in the heart. And I've said since the day I started that most people do not like that feeling of being cut. They feel challenged and they want to answer back. And they're always looking for that little loophole. Like, did she tell a lie here? Or is he telling, saying something? Where can I find a place to peel this messenger down? Because I need to tear this messenger down so that I can bring them down to my level so that I can feel okay about the fact that I am being stabbed in my body parts by their words. Most people will not submit to the true word of God because it is too hard to admit that they live in a house of snow, water, cards, and dust. Many people think that they are living in strong third piggy house that is made of bricks and stone and good mortar and cement. 
but honestly, they're just living a hair's breadth away from cracking, breaking down, weeping, Jesus, please come and get me early, or just walking away from the faith when the pressures of the end times come. The true word of God pierces as a sword to bone and marrow. And when true prophecy comes, it will cut, it will tear, it will search the inward parts to see what is there. Are you empty or have you stored up oil for the day of testing? But God says that when the process of true prophecy is going forth, this is what people do. And we go now to Isaiah chapter 30. Lord, just guide me and thank you. Here we are so quickly. We go now to Isaiah chapter 30, where he says from verse 8, Now go and write this down on your tablet and note it on your scroll so that it may be kept for a time to come forever and ever. Note that this is a rebellious people, lying children, children who will not hear the law of the Lord, who say to the seers, a seer is someone who has been called into the function of dreaming prophetic dreams that carry symbolism, literal prophetic truth, things that will happen in the future, things that have happened in the past. God gives this person that gift to see in dreams or to see in visions what things shall be according to the will of God. They say to the seers, do not see. In other words, stop telling us these dreams and visions. And they say to the prophets, do not prophesy to us right things. We don't want to hear this. Your voice is an irritation. Go away. But they don't stop there. They say, speak to us smooth things. Prophesy deceits. This is America right here. Tell us how we're going to be great again. Tell us about the great catching away that's coming at the next prophetic Jewish holiday. And then when it doesn't come, we'll just push it to the next one and the next one. And when we run out of Jewish holidays for this year, we'll just skip to the following year. Because if we keep picking a holiday, eventually, like a stopped clock is right twice a day, we'll pick the one that's right. And then Jesus will come because we want him to. Get out of our way. Turn aside out of our path. Cause this holy one of Israel to cease from before us. In other words, shut up. This is what God says that people say. And now this is what God says will happen. And now we go to Jeremiah chapter seven, which this prophecy is named for. And it is a very strong word. The first time the Lord gave it to me was in 2017. And I was very frozen. I was very frozen. Please read the whole chapter, but I'm simply going to start from verse 18. God says, these children, they gather wood, and then the fathers will light the fire, and the women will bake the cakes for the queen of heaven. And basically, this is a picture of national idolatry. This is a picture that says that the men, the women, and the children are all profane. The men, the women, and the children are all adulterated and unclean and are not believers, and they group together to form one bunch working as a team to break God's laws. The queen of heaven is a demonic deity 
And in the case of America, God has shown me that this is the woman that sits in the heavens receiving all the blood of the children that are routinely murdered in this country. So to everybody who was clapping and yelling and R versus W, understand that that reverses nothing of the nearly 60 million lives that have been lost, the blood that has soaked down to the foundation stones of this country. And the Lord has said in all the abortion messages that not a single hair of the judgment upon America for the loss of those children will be moved. So I just thought I should provide some context. God says, is it me that they provoke to anger? Verse 19, are they not provoking themselves and bringing shame upon their own faces? And this is something that we need to take into consideration at least here in America, the strong claim is that this is a Christian nation. And yet you look around the nation and you can only find pockets where people are desperately clinging to, I didn't even say regional or national holiness, personal holiness. That's the level this country has come down to. You can't even get statewide or townwide holiness as you could in the old days. It's now a matter of at least me in my apartment or me at my little ranch and my kids, we're holding it together. We still have devotion every morning. Jesus is still Lord at this house. It is now personal righteousness. And God says, is this not a shame? You think that you're provoking me by walking away from my laws, but you're actually provoking yourselves and bringing shame upon yourselves. And he says, I will pour out anger and fury on this place, on people and animals, on the very trees of the field and the fruit of the ground, and it will burn and it will not be quenched. This is every prophecy of not only Russia and China lighting this country up, but it's also the prophecies that I've said that I've seen boiling rocks coming out of space to hit this place. There's a prophecy called Kuiper Belt and fire. There's a prophecy called, hmm, God help me. I can't remember the name of that prophecy, but in that prophecy, I saw that America was burnt until it went past the soil. It went down to what is called the foundation stones of a nation, whatever, uh, whatever is underneath the soil, that, that hard, hard layer. It, it burned, and America burned so much that in places where there's lots of sand and stuff like that, it burned until it was like glass, because that's what happens to sand that catches fire. It burns like glass. And so God says, keep on heaping up your burnt offerings and your sacrifice. In other words, false church apostate church around the world, those who love the false teachers and the false prophets, keep on going to church and carrying on religious exercises and thinking, this is what I want. Because he said, I never said to your fathers, honor me with burnt offerings and sacrifices, but this is what I told them, obey my voice. I will be your God and you will be my people. Walk in all the ways that I commanded you so that it can be well with you. But they did not listen. They did not incline their ears. And in their evil hearts, they went backward and not forward. They did not obey me, but they stiffened their necks. And in this way, they are worse than those who came before them. And so when you come down to the bottom of the prophecy, you find out what Tophet is. God is talking to Isaiah about a place in Israel that is called Tophet. And he says that 
These people are so idolatrous that they burn their sons and daughters in the fire. In the Old Testament, this was how you offered up your children. But in the New Testament and the New Testament life of now, I'm sure we all know the ways that we get rid of kids across the world. Sacrifices, rituals, satanic abuse until they die from it, sexual abuse, killing and strangling children, taking them into foster care and then murdering them. There are so many ways that children die across the world. And the Lord says that I have not commanded the death of children in the fire, nor did it ever enter my heart. God is being so vulnerable at times in the Bible. If we read it, God is saying that it never occurred to me to create a child, to have it ripped out of the womb or to have someone sodomize the child until the child comes back to me due to toxic shock and destruction of their physical form. It never entered my heart that I would create a baby and have it come flying back to me, even as a teenager, because the father shot it or the mother drowned it or something like that. And so he says, this place will no longer be called Tophet. It will have a new name called the Valley of Slaughter because they will bury in Tophet until there is no more room. Their bodies will be food for the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth, and no one will drive them away. Please understand that in this imagery, God is saying that when a person dies, basic compassion in other human beings always rushes to drive away animals so that the person can be gathered and given a proper burial. But in putting this scripture on the judgment of false prophets, and I'm not done, God says that the shame of them, the destruction of them, and their death will be public, and no one will be able to help their cause. The next part of the prophecy is called the secret lives of leaders. I will unmask false prophets and worshipers of idols. I will expose those who are in the secret societies and who perform demonic rituals for fame. Your sex tape will come out. Your sex acts will come out. Your preferences will come out. Man to man and woman to woman, your secret relations will be exposed on the big screen and my church will turn away in horror and revulsion. Revulsion is when you see something that makes you gag and immediately want to vomit. He says the church will turn away like that when they find out whose ring they have been kissing all along. So you know in the ancient days you kissed the ring of the king and now millions of people are trying to kiss the ring of the pope. Well, God says that when the false prophets are exposed and their followers who idolize them see them, it's because they will be seeing them probably on the internet when their sex tapes and their sexual preferences, which do not line up with what the Bible says, come out. He says, those of you who love idols will see your idols in the flesh. You will see what they do for money. And who have you been calling your spiritual father? I think in Africa, they call them Papa. They follow the enemy. They serve Baphomet. They bow down to various gods and they make oaths of affiliation with what does not profit. What I call curse, they call blessed, and what I call profane, which I described earlier, they worship. Baphomet is a demon, and in times to come, he will reap from his followers until the stench of death 
is disastrously high. For Satan is a reaper. He will take his fruit from the earth, and I will not oppose him. So God is saying that, and it's not only for these false leaders and people in the church. He is saying that people follow this Baphomet. They're serving Satan and they're bowing down and taking oaths of affiliation. Again, making covenants, signing contracts, blood oaths, and things like that. And he says that it doesn't profit them because these things that they are taking oaths of allegiance to, God calls cursed They are profane, and yet people are offering worship to them. And he says that when it's time for Baphomet to begin to take his followers, for every God has the right to take his followers, God says that the stench of death will rise in this world until it becomes disastrously high. And this is all around the world. Whether Baphomet is called Baphomet in other parts of the world, for this is largely an Americanism, Baphomet will take And God says that Satan is a reaper. Satan is not the reaper. The personage of death who is spoken of in Revelation chapter 6 in verse 8 is separate. But a reaper is simply one who has been granted spiritual authority to take life. And no one can deny that Satan has that right. He will take his fruit from the earth and God says that I will not oppose him, meaning that God will not fight for for that person. He will not fight for that person. He says there's an ancient saying The devil take your soul, said such words were reserved for all followers of hell. This is a Middle Ages statement, and it refers to something that Apostle Paul said in the the scriptures when Apostle Paul said, if a man is in sin and he will not repent, don't keep arguing with him. Deliver his soul to Satan for trying, which means leave this person and let them walk the full path of sin. And what they will find on that path of sin Satan will thresh their soul, and if they survive, they usually come running back to God. So this is an an archaic saying, the devil take your soul. This is the word of the Lord. The next part of the prophecy is called the culling of the earth. People will die before the great and terrible day of the Lord in droves. A drove is a very large quantity, celestial. If you want to imagine it, it is like a flock of very big birds taking off suddenly because they have been disturbed. If you disturb a flock of birds suddenly, that way that they rise up in a group and flee, that sound that their wings make as they do so, that is how you visualize a drove. This means that people will be dying, as the Lord says here, in record numbers. The harvest will go according to the book of Revelation. By a gold or silver band, you will be harvested. Or by a rusted band of copper or even pewter, you shall be removed. The time for the harvest of earth has come. And the prophecy that you can look at here is a prophecy from, I I think it's almost three years. It's June or July 2019. It's called Desolations Are Determined. And I was amazed to see that the Lord gave a command that went out into the earth and he basically cried out, harvest the earth. And then I saw that a very large sickle, a sickle is a farming implement from the middle ages. It's a long stick with a very wide blade. 
Oh no, that's a scythe. A sickle is smaller and it has a curved, it's like a question mark. And you hold it when you're working with close up bundles. So a, a scythe is what you use when you want to clear a large area. But when you're holding a pretty big bundle of wheat or barley, you hold it and then you cut it with a very sharp blade. And in that way, you don't have to harvest one piece of wheat. You grab a bunch, a drove, and you take it away to be harvested. In that prophecy, I saw that when the Lord gave this decree, people began to die like no one's business. It didn't matter if the person was the best Christian you ever saw. It didn't matter if the person was a young person. I saw children, I saw older people. I saw people in all the ages in between. Righteous and unrighteous were taken away. But what was curious is that when the righteous were harvested, a bright silver band was placed on that bunch of souls. So they were souls that had carried themselves wisely and had basically distinguish themselves before the Lord, not to say, oh, they built a church or they did this. No, it was by a life of righteousness. The band of silver was put around them and then another decree went out, harvest the earth and bring in the grapes of wrath. And this is where the unrighteous, people who sin, those who mock and laugh at God, those who think it is foolishness to even think that God exists, those who were calling themselves Christians, but snared in sin. They died in their sin. And I saw that a rusted band, either of copper or pewter, was put around them. And so the Lord says that if anyone builds on the foundation of their life using gold, silver, precious stones, or wood, hay, and straw, his work will be tested because the day of judgment will bring it to light. The work will be revealed by fire, and the fire will prove the quality of each person's work. T.D. Jakes, I say this to you. Your time is come. You have served your purpose in the ministry, and the days of your mourning are near. These are the words the Lord gave me. I'm speaking as if the Lord is speaking directly to his servant. They will make a mourning and a very great burning for you, but I say to you, a copper band you shall have. Beyonce, your name is among these. You will also fall among the slain and a pewter band you shall have. So I've already shared recently, it would be about two or three weeks ago concerning T.D. Jakes. And as I go on, the Lord will reveal more about this man. Um, I will just reveal it here. T.D. Jakes is going to die and there is nothing anyone can do about it. This is the fate of all who forsake the Lord. If you will not serve me, you will serve the devil, and the wages of sin is death. He is a Freemason. He is a death cult member. They harvest the souls of the faithful and offer them up on altars that are invisible to man. I am the Lord your God. What do you mean by this? What do you mean by hunting my people? like wild deer. Thus says the Lord, the soul that sins shall die. And the scripture is this, woe to shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, says the Lord. Thus says the Lord God of Israel against the shepherds who feed my people. You have scattered my flock. You have driven them away and you have not attended to them. Behold, I will attend to you for the evil of your doings. 
And so here, when the Lord is talking about Freemasonry, I don't need to go deep into it, probably because I've not taken the time to study this, but this is satanic worship of the highest and most prevalent kind. This is basically the foundation and the core values that the nation of America, at least, and many of the Western nations rests on. When God says that someone is a death, death cult member and says that the souls of the faithful are being harvested and offering up, I will tell you what this means. It means that the pastor, the leader, the religious icon, whoever it is of a church, great or small, has joined a fellowship or brotherhood where the payment, the currency, is people. You cannot pay your dues in a de death cult with money. You cannot pay your dues in a death cult with anything that is here in the tangible world, you have to pay with intangible spiritual currency and the highest intangible spiritual currency, the opposite in the satanic kingdom is blood. If the blood of our dear Lord Jesus Christ is the blood that redeems the entire world out of sin, then know that the blood of one human sacrifice carries a smacking, huge, powerful move in the kingdom of darkness. Death cult pastors, will join something and then it will be told, well, we're setting you up the foundation is three members. It's not a lot. And because you can spread those three members and give up their names to us over a period of six months to a year. And since you want to grow rapidly and you want to have a lot of feedback happening, death cult members will then offer up those three souls and usually they will be old people that nobody will miss. But the toll of death cults keep rising. And I know that the Africans and people in South America are staring at me and nodding their heads. Satan is never satisfied. He is a devourer and a destroyer. When you join marine lodges, when you join the mermaid kingdom, when you join kingdoms that are in the air, when you join the realm of the dead, where they send you to do things like dig up dead bodies and have rituals with them that can include sexual activity. The price the stakes go up consistently the more members you gain, the bigger fame and influence that you have, your price becomes very steep. This is what the Lord is saying, not only of this man, but many. And now I go back, the Lord speaks of uh, the famous singing icon, Beyonce. Her name is known around the world. The Lord has spoken privately of this woman many times. It is not my form to those who have been here for a long time to participate in this type. But what I will say is this, I have noticed that the eye of the Lord is roaming and roving throughout the earth and starting to talk about things that honestly God has never talked to me about before, such as this type of thing. The Lord says she will fall and he will put a pewter band on her. Pewter is lower than copper. Everybody knows if you have a copper implement, if you leave it out for even a little bit, it rusts quickly which means it is a perishable metal. It is not like gold or silver. Pewter is even worse than that. Pewter is made of 85% tin, which is as cheap as you want it to be. So I continue with the prophecy. Man thinks he is greater than me. Man has frustrated me, but now I will break out among them like I did in the plagues of Egypt. As I broke out in the midst of Israel and I consumed them before Moses had time to create the brass snake. 10,000 of 10,000 of mankind shall fall, and then you will remember what I said. I am the Lord your God.
You will have no other gods before me. And the only thing I will mention from this brass snake prophecy that I received in early 2019 is this. The Lord was so severe in that prophecy. Heed the warning that I gave in the beginning of this video. Do not misdiagnose God. He is not Santa. He's not the guy next door. He is the fear of Israel. And there is a reason that Proverbs says that the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. It doesn't mean to walk around in terror of God all the time, though that is a healthy thing to also have. It means do not misdiagnose God. Don't think that God is something when he's something else. That prophecy was so severe, and I remember, and this is the part I will give, in that prophecy of the brass snake, the Lord said, Celestial, ask them if they know whether Moses had a modern furnace in which to make the brass serpent. Israel had sinned, and God sent poisonous snakes. They called asps, but they could have been cobras among them. And so these people were dying very painful deaths for the snakes were fastening on them, fastening on their children, fastening on the young and old because snakes don't actually stop and ask to see your social security card to know if you're old enough to die before they bite you. So the Lord said, ask them if Moses had anything that is needed to create a metal snake on a pole in a few minutes or a few hours. Moses didn't have a blast furnace. Moses didn't have that big molten thing that people use when they're creating metal stuff. The Lord said that Moses had to build the furnace. Then they had to put the brass in there and get the fire hot enough that the brass started melting. And the Lord said, Celestial brass is a very hard metal. It took time for that brass to melt. And then they had to pour it in the shape of the, of the snake. They had to build the shape of the snake, pour the brass in, and then let it cool. And God was trying to let me know that all the time that Moses was going through that process, he, God, was watching as these idolatrous people were dying, and he did absolutely nothing to stop it. And he told me as far back as 2019, for their sin, it will be exactly like that again. He says, when I look at you, I cannot see your forests for the multitude of your gods. He's not talking about the grass forests. He's talking about human beings. When the Bible is talking about the young and the strong, usually young men, it always calls them trees, the young trees and the old trees. He's saying, I can't see the people on earth because of how many gods you've raised up. Idols, your stars, famous people, they cover every green hill and every mountain but I will break out among you like fire. And what burns fire? What burns wood, brothers and sisters? Fire does. He says, I will consume the woods of these trees. I will kindle like a flame upon your forests and the young men will fall, the innocent, even the virgin who has kept herself, but she has forgotten me, they will fall. So there are women out there, they're being chased, they're being um, pure, but they don't have God in their heart. And this also speaks largely to Christian women. A lot of Christian women are keeping their physical body just by physical strength. They're not keeping their physical body because they actually love God and they want to honor God's word that talks about purity and they want to offer their body as a living sacrifice. They're just keeping their body because they're thinking, oh no, he's not good enough to sleep with. And oh no, you know what? I have to wait for something better. And sometimes they're keeping their body simply because they're afraid of going to hell. So they're not motivated by love to the the father to keep themselves pure 
That's the Bible says, keep yourself in the love of God. They're just obeying the rules, but God is always looking at the heart. And so he says, the young of the countries will fall like trees, and then you will remember that you were not supposed to have any other God before me. The harm that causes harm will eat among you and take its portion. And so the Lord says to Africa, the false leaders in Africa, false prophets will be removed publicly each in his location. So this first sentence is talking about wherever you find false prophecy, even here on YouTube. If you're a YouTube false prophet and uh, you by now have maybe come across this video and you do not have the sense and the love for yourself to say, you know what, I've had a good run. It is time for me to stop doing this just because the offerings are good or because the people love me so much. It is possible to become addicted to YouTube fame. And that is why I set my heart before I started that who likes the blog, who doesn't like it, who believes the prophecies, who doesn't believe it, it matters nothing, nothing to me. Because when this work is called up, it will go like, did you say this? Yes, Lord, I did. Did you say this? I did. And then this other one that you made the video on the 12th of June, was it you? Yes, it was. And then we will all watch when this work is joined. Not a single person who comes here will be called to give testimony to save me or to condemn me. It will be God and myself. And this is why I do not pay any attention except here and then outward. That is how the word comes. It comes from here outward and then I'm done. Africa, a sickle will sweep among you because of your abominations that you lay on the altar of the Lord. Please hear this accusation against Africa. The Lord says you bury the dead under the altar so that it can attract people spiritually. You plant dead things under your altars as sacrifice so people can come to the church. You perform fornication, rituals, and abomination upon the altar and then call it the house of the Lord. So this would be where the pastors are pouring water on the members and saying this water and the people have to walk by one by one and they pour water. Sometimes they rub dust on their faces. They make them eat grass. But here is the accusation the Lord says, and he showed me that people... In Africa are burying dead things. It can be a dead cow. Sometimes it is a dead person, a dead child, a baby. Something that has shed blood is planted directly under the pulpit, the part where people come to get prayers. The part where the so-called word is preached from in these false places if you were to dig up those altars, you will find dead things under there. And the work of the dead thing is, it is a sacrifice to Lucifer, Satan, the devil, whatever name works for him at your house. This dead thing is as an offering and therefore Satan will then begin to give money, fame, cars, clothes, property, and all sorts of things to these people so that you see them shooting up like a supernova in no time. He says, your merchants of death in Africa are selling you in the underwater realm. This is literally people who take power from the sea, people who go to the mermaid kingdom to receive the ability to have an oiled tongue such that when they preach, it is a spell against the minds of people. No matter how much the family members of people in these churches talk to them, 
These people have been sold, as the Lord says, just as he said with the death cult members. The, the members are trafficked to the mermaids and these people become captive to a spell and the mermaid has access to rob, steal, kill, pillage the people who are trafficked in return. The Lord says that the pastors deal with the souls of men like virtual currency, and that's why the members die, because the pastors are trafficking their souls for wealth, money, cars, expensive clothes. God says that you who sit under these false prophets, false pastors, false apostles, and don't know it, you're nothing but currency. But the mercy of God is such that he says he has watched this trade going on long enough the false pastors in Africa are under judgment. As I do to America, so I will do to every nation where false leadership has risen over to overshadow the true, the true, the true leadership, true prophets, true ministries. He says, I will cut down these tall trees until my valley can be seen again. Men will be in mourning. Of course, people are going to be crying for their papas. They're going to be crying for their famous pastors that everybody loves. But he says, remember my word. I am the Lord your God, and you shall have no other gods before me. The next part of the prophecy is stars will fall from their places. Movie stars are on the way out. This may be that people will not get jobs anymore. It could be that people will quit the industry. It can also be that people will lose their lives because this prophecy is about losing life primarily for being idolized. Music stars, football players, sports stars, hear the word of the Lord. Famous careers are going to end right on the field, right in front of everyone. You're going to break an arm you're going to sprain an ankle. You're going to tear something in a way that you will not recover from. The million dollar career will be over. The fame will end as suddenly as it started. And God says, this is my mercy to some of you for when you are removed from your idolatry and your pedestal that you occupy in people's hearts, you will remember what your mother and your grandmother taught you about being respectful to God. That is how I will show mercy to some of you. I will remove you from the pedestal. When you're no longer famous, when you're no longer a God, you will remember who is God. Famous careers will end in an instant, and this is the word of the Lord. My judgment is among the proud, those who look down upon my covenant. Who has revealed it? Who has made these secrets of the wicked known? Even the eye of Yah has seen it and now the mouth of the Lord reveals it. Steph Curry, if you do not repent, your crown will be taken from you and broken in front of everyone. I am the Lord. I do not know what this man has done against the Lord. The final part of the prophecy, the rise of God's people. Whoever makes himself a God will be brought low, but the humble I will exalt to great positions of power, wealth, and influence in these last days. My people are going to rise and be seen in the most unorthodox places, ruling places, positions of power, influential places. You will enter the palaces and rule from there with me. You will have a voice 
and make a difference in these last days. Prepare and strengthen yourselves. The harvest is rich, but the workers are few indeed. And I've been sharing this message ever since I started on Facebook in 2019, that there are people that God is going to rise. God is going to raise the body of Christ collectively as a whole, because the Bible says, let your light so shine before men. The Bible also says that nobody hides a light under a bushel, but he puts it in the middle of the house, a lamp so that it can provide light for the whole house. And this is why I am always stern with Christians who are fainting and falling and constantly talking about tomorrow we fly, tomorrow we fly. Oh, come Lord Jesus, I'm so tired. You are supposed to be strengthening yourself for the greatest uprising of God's people, even as the times of judgment will come. People think it has to be judgment or it has to be blessing. It can't be both. And this just goes to show that most people have the most basic understanding of spiritual things. They do not understand that Babylon can be a fallen kingdom and God will still take Daniels and put them in the highest point of the land to blaze as lights for his glory. The idea that God, Jesus Christ, is going to sit down and shut up because his people are too tired and too lazy to do the necessary preps. Not prepping, not food, not ammo in the basement, but preparing the heart, mind, and soul to be ready to be used of God so that if he calls your name, you are not a shrinking violet, but you are a prepared vessel that he can take and say, have you seen my servant Job? Righteous and holy, a man who hates and runs from evil, putting them in the political arena and putting them anywhere else he wants, making them CEO of a company or making them the assistant VP, taking them all the way from the mail room like he took Joseph and making them second in command to the head of a company. The church has no clue what God has planned for the end times. They're just packed up and ready to fly away to rapture land. And God shouldn't take too long because they're tired. They're so tired. Some of us are not tired. Some of us were born for these times. Some of us have prepared ourselves. Some of us have read the scripture and we understand what it says within itself. And we are doing the necessary sacrifice and readying so that when God opens his mouth as he did in Isaiah 6 and says, who will go for me? He is not met with an embarrassing and a deafening silence. The Lord says, you who see yourself as nothing, you whose hearts are repentant, you who have washed in the blood of the, land, the lamb, my people I have chosen, I will exalt you to take over the wealth of the wicked. In this era, you will receive a good inheritance by me. As Israel took lands and resources of the wicked around them, you will inherit what the heathen shall lose. This means if you have a job and all you can do is sit and watch prophecy videos, instead of taking that extra class that gets you ready so that when the promotion is up for grabs, they don't choose you because, well, he looks like a good Christian. They choose you because when you get into that interview room, you are better than the rest in terms of all the necessary material. And then all God has to do is add the cherry of grace on top and you get the job. The unprepared get nothing. Go back to the story of the five wise virgins and the five foolish ones. The Lord says, this is my word. Believe in it. Believe in me also, and you will be established. This is not the time for weak hands and feeble knees. 
This is the time for great faith and mighty deeds. The people who know their God are strong and they will do great deeds and wondrous works by the power of my spirit. This is even the coming of the end times wine, the end times workers of the Lord Jesus Christ. The people who are going to arise with ministries that are going to shake this world, that will have even the Muslim world looking on in shock at what God will do with these people. God says in that prophecy, end times wine, that he has been preparing these people behind the scenes for a long time. And when these servants of the Lord burst out into the open, people won't even know what to do with them, what to make with them, because they will be moving at another level of the grace of the living God and his Holy Spirit. Behold, I am coming soon. Hold fast to your crown and don't let any man deceive you. Do not trade your body for the pleasures of this earth. Do not make your garments filthy and end up as rejected branches of the Lord. Do not let anyone deceive you. For deception is coming that is so great that even if it were told to you, you would struggle to believe it. Believe in the word of the Lord and be established. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. This is the word of the Lord. And so I have delivered the full of the Lord's word, all the different sections that I was given. Thank the Lord for the headings this time, because then you can go back and watch each section. Please watch this video. If you don't understand the things I say, wind the video back and listen again. I've always said that careful listen, listening, active listening is a whole lot better than just what did she mean? What did she say? What, 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 what was it? You have to learn how to show yourself approved before God. And so I give thanks to the Lord. The prophecy will be linked in the description box. Please make sure that you go back and you read this prophecy. This blog is not a fun project. This is a very serious word of the Lord that I have been given. I even said that God went ahead and he released his own word today because if it were up to me, I would still be holding on to this prophecy. There are two prophecies. The other one is from January the 5th, 2021. I will now um, edit it properly and put it up. And that one also talks of death to false prophets, people who come and pretend that God is speaking to them, people who are misleading the church, people who own churches and are just taking the sheep right off the edge of a cliff. God is not saying he will chastise. God is saying that people will die. So this is death, and that means that I'm not sitting here sucking my thumb and just moving it around in the wind. I'm handling serious matters. So please mind yourself and the things you say when you come to my channel. There's some of these channels, you click on them, there's just stuff. You click on some channels, you find that something is going on that you may not be familiar with. You may not know how to handle hearing the true prophetic word. So all I will say is mind yourself when you come to the master's voice. This is Celestial. Thank you for being with me. Until I see you again, goodbye.